Welcome to Cat Chat. Welcome to Cat Chat, Catalonia Today's podcast. Catalonia Today is a monthly magazine in English, part of the El Punt Abui Media Group here in Catalonia. And every month, well, most months, we get a few of the people who work at Catalonia Today together to do a podcast, talk about the latest issue of the magazine and other things that are going on in Catalonia. My name's Neil Stokes. I'm your host. And with me today is the editor of the magazine, Marcella Tavor. Hello, Marcella. Hello, Neil. And Matthew Tree, one of our main contributors. Matthew, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Don't get too excited. <laughs> it, might be, it might be infectious. And this podcast is the summer issue, to coincide with the summer issue of the magazine. Catalonia Today uh, is out at the moment in kiosks, in shops. You can look online at catalonitoday.cat. You can subscribe there too. And a little bit later on in the podcast, we'll talk about this issue. But before we do, we always kick off with a little bit of an anecdote or a, or a little story or something. And I saw something in the news this week. I'll ask Matthew and Marcel in a minute what they think about it. But I'll just fill you in. Basically, in a town in Catalonia, in, in Garrotcha anyway, a local company had been taken to court because their slogan is Matem Parencarrec. What would that be? Kill we, to order. We, we kill to order. We kill to order. Now, the reason why that's their slogan is they uh, are a company that, that get rid of pests, rats and cockroaches, infestations of, in your house and so on. And it's uh, a little bit of a joke. It's, it's written on posters around the town. It's on the cars. People see that in the, the article I read about it, they say that it's even got to the point where when they, when they arrive, people make the joke of, oh, the, the assassins are here. Anyway, somebody didn't like the, this company's use of the word kill in its slogan and took them to court arguing that use, the use of the word kill in the slogan was an infringement of their constitutional rights. Now, according to the story, the company says they know who the person was, but they didn't want to give the name. The court didn't release the person's name. But my, what I was wondering, what I wanted to ask you, Marcella, and you, Matthew, is in what sense do you think the use of the word kill in a slogan, which is obviously a joke, and that's what the court said, it was a joke and threw it out, how could that infringe your constitutional rights? In what sense would you feel that you... Your rights have been infringed. Are you sure it's just the word kill or the whole slogan or the meaning of the slogan? Yeah, it's a good point, but it does say in mm. that it does make the, in, in the article that I read anyway, which is from El Punabui, uh, it did say that it was the use of the word kill that was the thing that. Uh, well, for me, it makes more sense the whole slogan, Matem Parankarak, no? As if they were mercenaries the or something. Yeah, professional. Playing professional. Hit, hit people. Exactly. Hitmen. Hitmen. I think it's a bad joke. I mean, if I had a company. Like this, I would definitely not use this slogan, but that's my personal taste. I think it's bad. It's a bad joke, but it is a joke. So it's not like illegal to, to tell bad jokes. No, and also anyway, in, in American English, the, that kind of the job, the people who do that are called exterminators. Oh, God. That's their, that's their, their name. There's a, there's a book by William Burroughs, which is called Exterminator with an exclamation mark, because he used to do that job. And uh, that's the professional name for them. I mean, it's not advertising, it's not anything. Mm. What do you do? I'm an exterminator, which <laughs> is, is more or less, sounds even worse, actually, than we kill to order. But the other thing that makes it crazy is that just under the slogan on the poster, there is a huge picture of an insect with a big cross over it. So it's, it's obvious that it's a joke, and it's mm -hmm. obvious that they're not talking about... Uh, 
people. Which so is one of the which is in the story they said the company didn't even respond. They they would get the court gave them a chance to respond to the lawsuit and they they, they just said we're going to ignore it and leave it to the judge to decide because they were so confident that it would it would be thrown out because it is clearly a joke and because it's always that the their slogan is always accompanied with this picture of a, an insect. Yeah, there must be probably, uh, I mean, I think it is possible that maybe someone, a very sensitive person, might have uh, got um, offended by the slogan, I suppose, or by the, the, the fact that they, they draw an insect without this big, like, X. Yes, but we're talking about like a very, very sensitive <laughs> yes. person. That's what I was I thinking. Don't know. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. But um, it's either this, no, or obviously the another company, the competition. Yeah, so. but by complaining, what they've done is given these people a lot more publicity hmm. because the other company hasn't appeared anywhere for obvious, for legal reasons, I imagine. But this poster has now appeared in you know, a widely read newspaper. And no so. doubt um, a lot of news programs finished off the news program with like the, the little funny little story at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that's actually, maybe it's that. Maybe it's somebody from the company who, <laughs> who, who filed the lawsuit just to get more publicity. You never know. Although that's be. not an accusation. I don't want anyone to take me to court um, now. The but. company's called Fulminix. That's right. And the, the phone in... number is 617-533-606. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it seemed, as you say, if you're going to feel offended by that, you must be such a... So how do you get through the day? Yeah, because well. I don't know if that's going to offend you. Anyway, if you're the person who uh, filed the lawsuit, well, you can contact let me us at podcast though. at catalonia.cat. I, mean, I do believe that such people exist. People with probably uh, a lot of time, time they don't know what to do with, and who are, um, you know uh, want to decide to spend it like that, complaining about everything around them. But I must say that we got a complaint at the magazine oh, yeah? because of a cover. Do you remember? The cover, Which one? Sex Pistols uh, cover. Oh yeah, it cover. was the uh, it was the the famous uh, God Save the Queen uh, design that was the single cover for the Sex Pistols. Song. Exactly. Yeah. No, so no, so no. we put it on the cover of the magazine hmm. because uh, we were celebrating forty years of punk. That's right. And then we got a letter, a very angry letter from this lady, and she is she said that she felt completely offended by by our front cover. She um, she announced us that she was giving up the subscription to the magazine. Dear God, it wasn't the Queen? And was of it? course. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she I don't think it was offensive and other words. I can't remember the exact words she used, but anyway, I don't know. Everything is possible. It is an interesting point, that though, isn't it? But because you you now this is a company's advertising, but when it comes to say a magazine or, or, or a newspaper or the media, well, then it's a different thing because then it, be, it comes into the, a little bit, into the, the, uh, the terrain of censorship, you know, a little bit. Because one mm. thing is, is, is being offended by a company and objecting to a company's advertising. But if you start trying to get magazines or newspapers or whatever it might be to change how they present their content, well, then you're starting to interfere in the whole editorial process and you're risking censorship so it's uh mm -hmm. so that's it that's an interesting thing as well anyway i don't know i just thought it was an interesting little little uh little aside just to get us going so anyway like you said if they really wanted more publicity yeah, they, yeah they've got, got it, it. Yeah. they've got it there yeah. yeah well hopefully we'll see them um get taken advertising out in the, in the magazine then full minutes because we do return the favor yeah. talking about the magazine we've got the summer magazine is out uh it's a uh, it's to cover the whole of the summer period from july and august 
and we've done what we uh, often do. We've got a whole bunch of holiday recommendations in Catalonia, and we've also covered some of the major summer festivals. Marcella, would you like to, uh, to maybe introduce us a little bit to some of the, okay, the sure. trips, tours, and excursions that we've picked out for people to go on? But anyway, hold on just a second. Yeah. Um, before going on with, with, the, with the summer issue, uh, have we actually talked about the June issue? Actually, we probably didn't because the last podcast was before that. Yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. So we need to talk about both oh, issues I now. I don't know. Only, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's start with July and then if we have time because it's the latest yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I the think one that people yeah. have at home, no? Let's hope Anyway, so. it just crossed my mind that yeah, maybe yeah. we um, That's true because we, we, we did skip a month. It's true. It's true. We skipped a month. No, as usual, this um, um, this summer we talk about tour and trips around uh, Catalonia, which is something we do every year, and uh, also about um, the main festivals this summer, mainly music festivals, but, but there is a bit um, of everything for everyone, like theatre, you know, stage arts, um, cinema. And I need to say that I've been recently to uh, Canet uh, Rock for the first time in my okay. life. And it's been an amazing experience. I really, really enjoyed it a lot, honestly. Canet Rock is interesting because it's uh, the original Canet Rock took place in the mid-70s, if I'm not mistaken. And it was the Guardia, the Civil Guard, the paramilitary police, tried to, tried to ban it. But it went ahead anyway, and it was like a, a whole release of... I remember Paul Riba was one of the stars. He's the grandson of the poet Carlos Riba, Catalan language poet Carlos Riba. And he was there sort of cross-dressed in high heels and makeup and everything. And at that time, in the early mid-70s, mid because it had to be after Franco's death, that was very unusual. And a lot of the music being played was like Mediterranean rock that a lot of people had never heard before and stuff. And it was just politically also, it was a big event, a kind of mass protest and celebration. And the Canet Rock that Marcella went to see, I think is the third or the fourth in a series of renewed Canet Rock things. Yes. It's now become a yearly event, not mm -hmm. a one-off event. Yeah, and, yeah uh, exactly. You're, you're totally right. I, um, I don't know exactly how the number, if it's the third or the fourth, but um, Jamara Kude, who is organizing it, mm -hmm. um, she's been really doing a great job. There were like 23 or 24,000 people, wow. young people mostly, who behaved like in an impeccable way, you know, mm -hmm. no problems, no nothing, not an argument, you know, uh, no mess anywhere. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was really good. And all basically all the whole um, star system of the Catalan uh, music <laughs> was, there, was there. Any yes. foreign, any foreign guests? Oh. Well, I left at 2 a.m. and um, I haven't seen um, any foreign bands. Las Catarras, uh, Charango was, they were playing, uh, performing at 5 a.m. I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> and no, I, some friends wanted to stay, but I was with the girls, so we, uh, it was already too late for, for them. So anyway, uh, congratulations to Canet Rock. Um, well, the thing for about me. the festivals in the summer is there's literally something for everyone, no? Because it's mm. it, the rock music is obviously very, very well represented. But there's also all sorts of other things. There's classical music, there's dance, there's there's all sorts of other options. Uh, early music, folk music. If you're interested in, in particularly in music, no, there's something for you out there in, in the summer. A lot of these must be sold out now by now, I guess at this point. 
I mean, they go on right through till September, I guess, but, but uh, I don't and know you how cannot, it works. Cannot Prague, they told me that um, the festival finished, well, it ended in the morning and at midnight before the festival even mm-hmm. I think they started to sell tickets for the next for the next year oh, oh wow next year wow <laughs> there next you go year. wow well, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah. people uh, really it's yeah, really successful yeah. no and the amazing thing well it's reflected in the magazine is just the sheer quantity of these yeah. these fest and the quality of these festivals mm-hmm. and they have them there's one starting now in Figueres uh, there was one that took place two weeks ago in Banyoles, and we haven't even moved out of the area in, around Girona, let's yeah. say, you know, but they're happening all over the place. Mm-hmm. And in your area, Neil, there are lots of uh, hmm. festivals that we talk about uh, here in yeah. the magazine, uh, basically uh, relating music and wine, yeah. because you live in yeah. the wine area. That's true in Penedes, and in fact, there's, there's a, what's the one that's coming up? Oh, I can't remember, because... Vignasons, there is yeah, that's, one, that's I think. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, which, which is at uh, the Alberti Noia, uh, held in the Alberti Noia winery, Sons Dalmon. Yes, that, that mm-hmm. might be that. I don't know, but my my father-in-law was talking about because he's going, and he was trying to persuade me to, to go along as well. And that, but it's something that they're, they're doing a lot where they're mixing the music in this case with wine and wine tasting and so on. But there's also the others that mix it with with gastronomy and food and so on, and and uh, or, or with you know poetry and with with all um, things like this. So yeah, there's. Not only are they is there something for everyone, but the variety within the festivals as well. They'll often have side festivals, things for children, or sort of you know even workshops these days. All all types of ancillary activities to accompany it as well. No, there are yeah. almost two hundred festivals in Catalonia this summer. Wow, two hundred. So yeah, and the other thing, the other big thing in in this summer issue of the magazine is the the trips and tours around around Catalonia. Basically, what we always have and what we've done again this year is we sort of handpick uh, a bunch of um, of tours and trips and excursions and so on from in, in this case going from the north of the country right down to the south so there's at least a, a couple in each sort of area of the country i um, know which uh, which is uh, Matthew's favorite <laughs> i could bet on it <laughs> i don't know if it, yeah, i'm wrong but it's yeah. banyolas no? banyolas lake a romantic landscape yeah, yeah. But <laughs> i know i know all the walking routes around there well banyolas is, is uh is matthew's is matthew's sort of spiritual home we were talking about before but it's also <laughs> it's also the uh, where florin who designs the, the page designer and uh, is from as well mm-hmm. so we've got a strong links with banyolas here mm-hmm. um well it's, just it's, let me mention that this year we've tried to uh you know, not to repeat ourselves. We are, we do talk about uh, routes and tours around Catalonia, but this time um, the perspective uh, is a bit different. For example, when we talk about Girona, we talk about this um, guided tour. I mean, it's called Discover Girona from a Feminine Perspective. And it, um, it starts, I think, in the Middle Ages, from the Middle Ages to, uh, to present time. Mm-hmm. And they pick up famous uh, women representative uh, for Girona's history. That have had like some sort of impact on the city exactly. and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it now that's an played interesting played an important idea. role. Um, mm. Yeah, that's, that is a good history. point to point out, actually, because these trips that we have, there might be places that you've been a million times, you know, I mean, Girona or Beek or Tarragona or whatever, but, but these trips are always, like Marcella says, they're always from a, a very sort of a, a particular perspective. For example, there's one in Barcelona, which is mostly uh, focuses on the, the recent books, bestseller books that, that have been set in there, whether it's the Zafon yeah. books or whatever. The other one, the uh, Església del Mar mm-hmm. as well. Santa the, Maria del Mar. No? And, bet- and there's a number of these, these uh, thrillers and bestsellers that have been set in Barcelona. And, 
and of course you can, you know you can trace you can trace uh, the places in the books in the city quite easily so it gives you know that these these trips have always got a special sort of gimmick to them as mm -hmm. it were mm -hmm. i think and so, i think the one i would choose is the via ferrata because it's an experience is. i've i've never done and i would um, enjoy it i think via ferrata uh, comes from uh, Italian. It means iron path, and it's like um, it's 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 combined hiking and mountain climbing. You use anchor cables and ladders. It's a kind of an adventure. No, it's uh, it includes iron bridges suspended above the sea. And this one, the the, the only Via Ferrata in uh, Girona province. I think it's in uh, this one that we talk about in or uh, uh, it's called. Um, well, it's in San Felipe de Guixos, mm. <laughs> right? And I think it's the only one in Catalonia which uh, goes above sea level. Okay. So you know, I hadn't heard of it's, that before. Um, apparently, it's packed because it's um, they've got lots of uh, lots of people who want to go, and you need to book in advance. Mm -hmm. And it's also um, kind of an original um, a present, birthday present that uh, I, hmm. I just, just discovered that there are people who who go there because they somebody offered them. This, oh, they they gave this it as a present as, as a, a gift. Present, oh, okay. You know, as yeah. a gift. Okay. So a different mm. way to spend a day. Yeah, you know. that's good. And if and if and if not, there's there's also on that in that same article as well. No, there, there's tons and tons of coastal paths on the along the Catalan coast that you, that that um you can just you can just go from one town to another, one resort to another, one seaside town to another very easily. What, by what, what's the name of the famous one? The Ronda, the one that goes all along the Costa Brava. And that you can do in different stages. It covers yeah, I, bet, the whole... I don't know what it's called. It's Camino de Ronda. Camino de Ronda. Camino de Ronda. Yeah, that's yes. the one that's that's mentioned in 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 there, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we uh, talk about it. I've always wanted it. to do that. Mm. Yes, you can um, find information here. In uh, it's called walking the Costa Brava coastline, and we uh, focus on the coastline between San Felipe de Guixos to um, San Antonio de Calonja, which for me is one of the most beautiful. And the one in Sagaro is amazing. You would love it. Mm. Okay. I we, strongly we recommend it. Yes. And talking about um, like pathways and things, because I mean, that's an easy, it's an easy thing. It doesn't cost much money, and it's all you need is a pair of legs. Is the the other thing which we've got here, which is something I've done a, a few times now, is the the Bias Verdes, which are these old train lines that they asphalt over. Um, hmm. And then you they then you've got producing a, a cycle path or a, or a path for walking on. And they're often very beautiful. They go through, uh, they go through the countryside, through these abandoned, these old abandoned railway stations and things, which are very atmospheric and so on. The one thing I would advice I would give is, it seems flat because it used to be a railway, mm -hmm. so you'd think that oh, this is, but it, it's actually often it does a very slight incline. Now it's after after a couple of kilometers, that's fine, but after fifteen kilometers, you're actually been cycling uphill. And if you and if in my in my case, what I what we did when my daughter was still very small and she had one of those kids bikes that weigh a ton and had no gears on them we, we cycled 15 kilometers downhill without realizing we were going downhill had lunch and then came back ever slow slightly uphill all the way and after about five kilometers she started to feel it and couldn't do it anymore so i had to ride my bike hanging off the side of my bike pulling her along with one hand uphill for the remaining 10 kilometers which is probably one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life so so check the route before you go. You don't want to find yourself in that oh. situation. So that's why you're so healthy looking. Let's let's move on. There's another thing. The other, another thing wants to just quickly mention in the magazine because we we're talking about you can go to see festivals, for example. You can go do these trips, 
Uh, but the, if you're a bit more sort of serious about, about spending your time uh, well, another thing we had which I thought was particularly interesting is that all of the universities and colleges in, in Catalonia during the summer, far from sort of closing down for the summer, all the students going away, are actually open and really busy offering all sorts of courses on anything you can imagine. Uh, and it seems to be a growing thing that some people, rather than going on holiday, prefer to spend their summer, you know, studying. And all sorts of people, potential students, uh, you know, but uh, young people, but also, you know, older people as well, foreign people coming over to do it as well. And yeah. looking at the, uh, we've got a, an article uh, just summarizing that a little bit, that just the sheer, you know, choice that you're given in terms of studying and, and so on. And of course, it's very, uh, very commendable, you no know, people not spending their summer on the beach, but spending it in useful, in, <laughs> in a useful way. Um, would you be consider yeah, doing one of those courses, Matthew? Yeah, I gave a couple of, uh, two years running, I gave a couple of translation workshops in the summer in Barcelona. And it was, it was funny because the atmosphere was very nice because everyone who was there really wanted to be there, obviously. They, uh, and at the same time, it was like, they knew they were on holiday. I can't quite explain it. So they did the work and they did lots of work, but there was a kind of lighter feel to it okay. than if it had been a, you know, a, a standard workshop in uh, in working hours. Because of course they weren't working when the course finishes. You know, each day they're free to do whatever they want yeah. to and so on and so forth. So it was quite a nice yeah. atmosphere. Well, know. years and years and years ago, I, and I was teaching English. The summer courses were always the most enjoyable for that reason because mm. it was a, it was your typical sort of English course, but the, the atmosphere in the class was mm. was light and fun. Anyway, I, I saw that and yeah. I thought that that's really cool. I didn't even know about that. I didn't, wouldn't have even thought about doing it, but it's actually I think a really good option. But as I say, you can look in the magazine. That, and Irene did that. I've just been speaking to Irene because she also writes for La Repubblica, which is the supplement um, in Catalan in, with, that comes with the El Punt newspaper on El Punt Avui newspaper on Saturdays. You know. And, uh, and her articles are always very good, there, which is why we often pick them up because um, she does a really good job and she's, she's produced a really good summary here of, of uh, to give you a good idea of what's out there and so on. Mm, it's good because most people think, tend to think, that universities are open in the summer but uh, basically host uh, language courses, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I've also thought that uh, mm -hmm. is not true at all. The, there are things... For, for everybody, but they, it says here that the most um, popular courses relate, are related to art, politics, and philosophy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah that, and obviously that's... language courses, mm -hmm. which is actually how I learned Catalan, four hours a day, the whole summer. Really? And, yes. You learned Catalan in one summer? Well, my level C, I'm proud to say, <laughs> I am not like, um, you know, uh, boasting or anything, but I, I got my level C in nine months. Wow, level but C I, for those who don't know is 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 a high level in Catalonia. Isn't yeah. it the level that you have to get to be a civil servant or something mm -hmm. like that? It's like your that's right. Uh, proficient yes. like a proficiency yeah, level yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, but I started like I said with four hours every day. It was an that's intensive course and it was really really good. Actually, now now you mention it, talking about doing those English classes years ago, that was great because of the, the atmosphere. But it wasn't great that they were four hours long because <laughs> that was the hard part. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and the, the other thing I wanted to mention as well is, and I don't want to blow my own trumpet, well, I can't because I didn't do anything, is my column in this issue, which is always at the back, this uh, month being about uh, asking people what they were doing about their summer holidays. Uh, so we asked about around the office, including Matthew's in here as well. And we realized before when we were looking at it that there wasn't enough room for me and Marcella here. So... Um, Matthew, well, just to get you out the way, you, you say that you're going to Denmark this summer. 
Yeah, that's right. First, uh, like every every summer, we go to to Holland to see my father-in-law, and then we're moving on directly from Amsterdam over to Copenhagen, and it's just Denmark, because I don't know anything about it. None of us have ever been there before. It's a small country. It's five million people. There are only five million speakers of Danish. It's it's almost exactly half the size of Catalan in that sense. And it's just that idea of going to a place that you've never been to before. Also, Scandinavia tends to be expensive, but Denmark isn't, which is another factor. Mm, it's, it's affordable. And then the other thing I ask people in the office, uh, people like Nicole, who does the small talk program on El Punta Guid Televisio, don't forget, actually, that we all do uh, a television program in English each as well, because El Punta Guid have got their own television channel, which is called El Punta Guid Televisio, and they have a section called English Hour, uh, which is our section, and every day there's a different English program. For example, my program uh, is on on Mondays called Going Native, and I interview uh, Catalan people in English. Uh, Marcella's uh, Catalan Connections is on uh, Wednesdays. Marcella does the other side of things a little bit. She's interviewing often foreign people with a strong connection with Catalonia, and Matthew's got a, a roundtable on Thursdays, which is about current affairs, called Our, our so. fin Finest Hour, I know, where you talk about what's going on in Catalonia and the wider world and so on. Mm -hmm. So so check that out as well. You know, um, they're on, on the television, but also if you can't find it, you can just look on the website and all the programs uh, are available available there. Anyway, we've but, got Nicole. She does small talk. She gave she told us that she's going back to England, for example. Matthew's going to Denmark. But as I said, sorry, Matthew, you were going to say something? No, I was just going to ask uh, you guys where you're going, yeah. as you're not in the article. <laughs> well, I was trying a long-winded way of introducing it, because there wasn't room for me or Marcella on here. So, And Matthew said earlier, he said, well, why don't, why don't we'd like to find out what you're doing as well. So, Marcella, tell us what are you up to this summer, and give us a, a tip. Because Matthew's tip in the, in the magazine, what was your tip in the magazine, Matthew? I can't remember. I gave a tip. A, t a holiday tip. No, I think. A recommendation. Um, oh, Australia. Australia. You, yeah. so, so, Matthew is going to Denmark. <laughs> And he recommended going to Australia. As I say, Nicole's going back to England, but she recommended... Where did she recommend going to, for example? Uh, oh, she recommended Cornwall in England as well. She's uh, Which is actually true. It's a fantastic <laughs> place, Cornwall. Marcella, what about you? Where you're going, what are you doing? And a tip or a recommendation for people out there who are trying to make their minds up. Uh, that's a very good question, actually. Um, I don't know how to answer that question because I have no idea <laughs> what yeah. I'm going to do this summer. I haven't made any plans. Um, any recommendations? Uh, yes. Why don't you go to um, Transylvania, for example? I've that been to be, Transylvania. Um, you have? Yeah, to Cluj Napoca. Yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Which is mm -hmm. a f just, I've only been to that town, which is the capital of Transylvania, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's a fabulous town. I mean, really but worth visiting. Spectacular countryside and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah I, I, w I would recommend also going to the mountains. To the mountains, the Carpathians are very beautiful, very yeah. green. There are many things you can do um, as well. And the animals, you can uh, uh, while back and cross the, the road while you're driving around, you know, and there <laughs> are wolves, there are... It's interesting from this point of view as well. Because I recommend it because I'm from there. I mean, I'm not from Transylvania, I'm from Moldavia, but um, it's my one of my uh, favorite spots uh, in Romania. But, but I must say, I'm not, I don't mind the fact that I, I don't have any plans for this summer. It's, uh, it's new for me, and also I need to say that I don't particularly, I've never actually uh, liked very much the idea of having holidays in August, 
which is what I've done um, a lot because I've been like, you know, forced by circumstances to do so. But August anyway is not my favorite time for holidays. So I really don't mind. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I will tell you after the summer what I've, what I've been up to. So. Okay. What, what about you? Yeah, I, well, I sort of agree with my a little bit. I don't mind uh, if I go away or not. And the thing, the thing with us this year is, is we realized in the, in the past that my children were smaller and it, it seemed to be a waste of money to take them to, I don't know, to a big European capital and drag them around museums when they're 10 no, and stuff. No, no, so we not. always just went sort of camping on the coast or in the mountains or sometimes both both things, you know? And over the years, I've accumulated a bunch of camping stuff, which takes up most of the space in my garage, you know? And, and so on. And, and then uh, my wife announced that we were not going camping anymore. We've done that for enough years now and the kids don't want to go anymore and things like that. And of course, I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I'm going to have to try and sell it. But they're now old enough to be dragged around museums and in fact, it'd do them good. Um, rather than just messing around the swimming pool. So this summer, we're going to try and do a couple of breaks uh, in just in different places in Europe. We're starting with London, going to visit some friends in London. We went there a while ago when the kids were small and they didn't appreciate it at all, obviously. And yeah. hoping now that now that they're older, they're now teenagers and, and so on, that they will uh, appreciate a lot more uh, seeing seeing the sights and, and, and so on. And then possibly just keeping an eye out for any offers. And if we just see a, see an offer somewhere else around Europe, you just, gra- just grab it. We live in the countryside as well, so it sort of feels like you're on holiday anyway. So, And my recommendation, probably the place I love the most, and I'm def- desperate to go back, although I haven't found the opportunity, is, is Rome. As Rome is the, of all the cities I've ever been to, it was the one I just fell in love with it immediately and, and just was just didn't want to didn't want to leave and I've been wanting to go back ever since and I don't know what it was about it but it just it just caught my imagination just completely fell head over heels in love with it and would uh, just looking for an excuse to go back there so who knows maybe kill two bears with one stone and that other holiday with the kids that we're talking about might end up going to Rome and then I also scratched that itch too. Oh, for 10 years my kids went to Rome for their, what would you call that, when they finished their equivalent of O-levels, ESSO. Okay. And they went with 50 other uh, teenagers, teenagers between 15 and 16, aged between 15 and 16, and they thought it was fantastic. Mm. They thought it was fun. I've never yeah. been there, but yeah. they, they said, what a city, what yeah, a fantastic yeah. city. My, my, my parents-in-law went this year as well with a group of old people, like, and, and they had a great time as well. And they always have problems. They've been, they go on these trips with the, with the old people to different parts. They've been to Moscow, they've been to Berlin. They always have trouble. Someone has a heart attack or the bus breaks down or they lose their luggage. And, and they, they said Rome, actually, everything went really, really well and they, they had a great time. Yeah. I should go there with a bunch of old people. Yeah, but I guess I wouldn't. I don't know. Rome in August, it must be so packed with people yeah. that so immediately that for me. Um, I mean, for me, it's it's like a not takes not, away the attraction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in Rome, must be packed every month yeah. of the year. Yeah. Well, we went at Easter, yeah. and that was packed as well. Although yeah. it was good though, because there was a real atmosphere there. Anyway, there, anyway, there's our little recommendations and stuff. If you've got any recommendations, you can contact us. Uh, podcast at catalonitoday.cat podcast at catalonitoday.cat and feel free to follow us on Twitter at catchappodcast at catchappodcast okay we're going to start thinking about wrapping it up there uh, but before we go Matthew and Marcella you, you've been working together on a 
a different television project. Now we and I was expressing interest before. I thought maybe this might be a good place just to give it a little bit of a plug and at the same time l let us know a little bit about it. So do you want to just uh, just fill us in a little bit? What have you been doing on the television? We're not talking about El Punabui television here. It's a different thing, although you can also see it on there because it's uh, it appears in different places, I believe. Tell us a little bit about about what what it is. Um, yeah, sure. Um, well, you will need to wait until September because hmm. it's just we just have the end of the season now, preparing the second season. And uh, well, it's basically a magazine in English. A ma magazine? After. That's like what they call those. What are they called in English? It's like a show, sort of, right? A, right? A show. Yeah. We call they call it, it like a magazine. magazine in yeah, Catalan, yeah. They but call I'm it magazine, sure but it's, yeah. it's like a sort it's, of a. It's, a, an, it's an infotainment program. Right, right. Infotainment. Yeah. It's got sort of yeah. lifestyle <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what they call them in English. Uh, all right, the program, the show um, includes you know various sections such as interviews, a couple of interviews, live acts basically music we have uh, different collaborators who come to talk about anything from cinema to books and um, we don't um, have news we don't talk about the news i mean it's not um, very time sensitive in the sense that no. we don't talk about what's in fact, happening it would be impossible to because it's, because it's filmed and then I think it's two or three weeks later. Yeah, we record two weeks in advance. Um, I, I think it's very good for people who want to practice their English, for Catalan, um, Catalans, well, people from, from Catalonia who want to practice their English. The program is very visual in the sense that we have, it is subtitled in English, which helps comprehension a lot. And also we've got different graphismo, how do you say that in English? Graphics. Graphics, yes. Graphics. Yeah. Uh, Pop-ups with words and expressions when we want to highlight uh, vocabulary. And um, yeah, and Matthew is in it, uh, which I'm very um, happy about. Which is reason enough to watch it, I imagine. <laughs> well, oh, don't even please, need any more please. reasons. Keep your graphics, Matthew's on no, it. <laughs> and there's also a, 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 an Irishman called Mark Broderick who does, he does these fantastic vox pops. A vox pop is when you go out on the street and just interview people yeah. and stop them and interview them. And I had to do that for a TV program years ago. And I just hated doing yeah, it. I yeah. couldn't do it. I, I, it made me feel really uncomfortable. But he does this really well. And those little sections that he does are very, very funny. And well, you haven't told us though what it's going. called and where we can see it's it. Called, it. It's called the Weekly Mag. Mm, that's and you right. can see it. On La Xarxa. And also on a Movie Star Channel. On the Movie Star Channel. And La Xarxa is how many local televisions? 47? 42, like, 42, I think. 42. Yes, so, um, yeah, so that's that's like basically what... And it's also syndicated on El Pono We Televisio as well, so it also appears appears on that too. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. so, uh, so there's another place you can yeah. see it. Well, that sounds great. Well, so let's hope people check that out. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there. You've got Catalan Today's magazine in English. You've got this podcast. You've got our television programs. You've got the weekly mag as well. There's no shortage of authentic stuff in English about Catalonia out there so there's no excuse let's call it a day anyway um, and we can all go on holiday more or less we're actually preparing the September magazine aren't we Marcella? Yes we are we uh, have already started uh, to to prepare the, the September issue which will be about education but about a different um, different side to things now yes like a different, we want to do something about Homeschooling. Okay. 
which is more popular in the UK, mm. I, I understand, than here in Catalonia. Here in yeah, Catalonia, it's not any, very... I don't know anyone in Catalonia who does homeschooling. Well, we do, actually. <laughs> Neil, Neil does. Uh, yeah, Neil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really? it's, not, it's not as popular as in other countries, but there is actually a network. We were actually looking a little bit before. There's, a, there's networks where they, they provide materials and other people who are in that network and they help each other and so on and so forth. Mm. So we're going to hopefully talk to some people who've done that and get their feedback on it. And there's a few other things we're looking at. Those we're hoping to do a little bit of a feature on retired people. So there seems to be a bit of a boom in retired people studying, uh, going back to school when after after you've got retired as well. And uh, and they're, they're having uh, their universities, for example, are starting to produce courses specially tailored for, for their needs and so on. So we're looking at education from maybe a slightly different angle than we normally do, which uh, last year, for example, we looked at the whole general overview of education in Catalonia, the universities, the schools, how many people were going back to school, how many university students there would be, how many people studying degrees, how many foreign people would be coming to study. The more mainstream English educational courses. environments, we're looking at maybe things from a slightly more quirky angle. Anyway, well, we're still only preparing all that, so there's something to look forward to. Before that, we've got to get through the rest of July and August. Mm -hmm. So we'll wish everybody, whatever you end up doing, whether you do nothing or you study or you go to Rome, doesn't matter. Let's hope you have a fantastic summer and that you come back in September and we'll get started all over again with providing you with the best coverage about Catalonia in English. So anyway, let's say goodbye and uh, let people get on with their holidays. So, uh, Matthew, thank you for coming in. Well, thank you. And we'll see you in September, hopefully. And Marcella, thanks for your hard work. Well, is that ironic? <laughs> <laughs> no, you work very hard. I mean, we all do, don't we? I mean, but, uh, <laughs> this year and enjoy. No, no, being sarcastic. <laughs> That's terrible to say. That I was trying to be nice. Anyway, well, that's unusual coming from you. <laughs> that's I rubbish. I'm lovely, man. Yes. That's terrible. I'm perfectly, perfectly sincere. And uh, me, Neil Stokes, I'll be back as well in September, hopefully, with another issue of the podcast. In the meantime, have a great summer. Say goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. Have a great summer.